This is JB McConville, aka J Business. I don't have any allegiance, I'm just looking for the money. You're listening to the DU Football Show. Yeah, I'd say he has some allegiances. Uh, busting your that. chops, definitely. Yeah. Um, busting my chops about Son all the time, mm-hmm. making that a point. Yeah. And I, I think he's probably actively rooting for Everton to go down. I'm sure he is. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, with the perfect podcastable hair, Mr. Samuel Graham. Still need a podcasting vest. How you doing, Mr. Graham? You know, I'm just dedicated to my craft. <laughs> okay. Got a fight on the way, too, for the studio. <laughs> And, and remember, the I've notepad with been, no notes yeah, written on it. I've been practicing it, my 5,000-yard stare, too. It's incredibly important to also have a computer that is not plugged in. Ah, damn. This one is plugged in. Oh, it's at 69%. Draw hard around it. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcasting platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And uh, as I was with the... Mobtown Magpies and for their national meetup yes. of Newcastle on Sunday at uh, Mount Washington's Abbey. Yep. Uh, Keith did make it known that he does emails to both the middle class holes, our boy Alan's show, and to DU Football Plus, Show. Yeah. And he said in front of both of us, at least they read my emails. Damn. <laughs> Put it out on me. Damn, Alan. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> it's not that hard, man. We Just know- not that hard. <laughs> Yeah, we know which one's a more successful podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, either that or Alan just gets so many emails. Sam, myself, Pope Pork in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, drumroll. We conclude... The Whiskey Advocate list of 2022. There it was. <laughs> there you are. Nicely done. Hey. There we go. Wow. You produced something else just late this time. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, that brain's on its last legs. Had well, that one good idea, and now. <laughs> well, you know, women, always late. Uh, we finish. You hope, that, you hope not. <laughs> You know what that means. Theater. Theater. Hey, Satire. I've had two different women be late a total of three times. <laughs> it's 
cost me a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> we finished the top 20 list from Whiskey Advocates. They've done it again. And here we go. Mr. Graham, tell us about Numero Uno. Number one. Uh, this year's Whiskey Advocate Whiskey of the Year is your Jack Daniels Bonded. So this is a bottle and bond Tennessee whiskey, um, which means it's 100 proof. Uh, got a 97. Should run you around $30 on the shelf. It is readily available. But remember, you might need to buy two because it's only a 700 milliliter. Right. Not a 750. Not a 750. Um, and your blurb is a long one. Comes from David Fleming of the Whiskey Advocates Tasting Panel. Uh, for the team at Jack Daniels Distillery in Lynchburg, Tennessee, filling barrels of for its old number seven brand, the largest selling American whiskey in the world, has been a nearly all-consuming task over the decades. But there have been some adventures beyond that core label, of course, and this year we were treated to one of them. Jack Daniels bonded. In selecting the whiskeys for this final blend, the search was on throughout the warehouses for whiskeys with boldness and depth of color. That search struck gold as Jack Daniels Bonded emerged to become our 2022 Whiskey of the Year. Like all Bonded whiskeys, uh, whiskeys, Jack Daniels Bonded was produced in one distilling season, aged for a minimum of four years, and bottled at 50% alcohol by volume. Our tasters found gentle aromas of dried herbs, cherry, banana, and well-integrated oak on the nose, leading to a bold palate of honeyed peanuts, brown sugar, dark chocolate, and melted caramel, all accented by peppery spice. Even with his heft, even with its heft and pleasant mature notes, this is still a fresh, vibrant whiskey. It's also one with lots of character, offering a host of flavors that marry well. Jack Daniels Bonded isn't entirely new, as it has been available in global travel retail for the past several years. This year became the chosen moment to have it join the permanent range. It's now part of the new Jack Daniels Bonded series, which seems like a place where we will find other interesting Bonded expressions in the future. So that is your Whiskey Advocate Top 20 list, complete for the second year running. We're yep. doing very well. Every single bottle. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's, it's a great flavor whiskey. It is easy to drink. You know what? We're going to go ahead. Let's squash what would be the... You know the the whataboutisms and shit of you know just the faults that people are gonna say. Oh, this whiskey is bought and sold. Uh, I mean, uh, this list is bought and sold. It's it's all about advertisers. Yeah, there's absolutely strong advertisers who typically get on this list. Um, hey, everybody, newsflash: Brook Lottie is owned by the Remy Martin Corporation. Do you notice that a Port Charlotte or a Brook Lottie is on the list almost every fucking year? Yep. Now, and you, most of you would say, oh, yeah, it's because it's a quality Isla whiskey. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. And, but I would also, I mean, Damn. but but that's where, like, you know, people are going to have that kind of, you know, we're going to think this way about this singular whiskey because it's from Isla, Scotland, and it's, you know, we're going to assume it's just something special. And then we're going to turn around and look at Dickel or Dewar's or jack and go because it's readily available and it's popular it's like oh yeah they gave a bunch of money for that and there is a little bit of favoritism in that regards i can i can honestly say honestly say with my brand we did not buy any advertising through them 
It was we sent our bottle, and it's that's the fucking rating it got. Like that's just right. what happened. So, <clears throat> and there's plenty of different things that you know got great ratings on this list that were not you know big advertisers and something like that. So, this is a great fucking whiskey. It's readily fucking available. You should be happy that number one is easy to get. And for people who want to shit on Jack Daniels, it's probably because they don't like the Lincoln County process. They don't like the the charcoal mellowing. It makes it a little bit sweeter than bourbon. That's mm-hmm. the major difference between a Tennessee whiskey and a bourbon is there's that little bit of extra sweetness to it. The Jack Daniels, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm no. going on a roll right now. It's but fascinating. Please continue. The Jack Daniels 10-year-old from last year's list was fucking exceptional. Mm. It was, and it, you treat it for what it is. It's like, oh, imagine if Jack Daniels made an age statement. And it was fucking brilliant. You also, as a company, as Brown Foreman and Jack Daniels as a distillery... You can't pull that off every fucking year. You can't. You're never going to fucking have enough juice. Because you got to fill the regular black label. Exactly. Because, oh my God, it happens to be one of the most popular selling whiskeys in the world. Fuck you for being a popular fucking whiskey. Like, fuck off. Stop it. This is an opportunity to be able to make something that would then be readily available. Yeah. And it's fucking great. It's worth every fucking dime. I'm okay with it being number one. Do I think there were better whiskeys on this list this year? Personal preference, yeah, sure. But I get why it's number one. Yeah, for and sure. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. I'm not. I'm not a Jack Daniels fan. I don't drink regular Jack uh, for real at all. And the ten year old last year and the the bonded this year are both exceptional. Yeah, they're they're excellent. This one's very good. Um, I am actually quite impressed with it. Uh, it's something I would drink again. Um, and, uh, you know, being readily available, I, I'd keep it on my bar at home. It's yeah. a good whiskey. No. Now, uh, same, there are other things. I'm just not a super big fan of of the Tennessee process. Right, of, of yeah, the, the Lincoln County the process. Lincoln County yeah. process. Because you're absolutely right. It does add a, a, a bit of extra sweetness to it that I just can't really normally wrap my head around. Um, but these age-stated and and kind of more craft versions of that uh which this i would consider to be one of are very good they they do this thing very very well it's what they do um i get why people like it people like sweet sweet cells i understand mm-hmm. that that's fine um I personally i prefer either irish whiskey or scotch in general bourbon's all right I don't mind bourbon, but again, mm-hmm. I don't like sweet stuff for real. And then right. the sweet, you're a savory guy, not a sweet guy. Right. And so I prefer really old world whiskeys, to be honest, for the most part, or port finished whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tends to be where I lean just in general. Um, but it is, it is, it's, it, it's exceptional. It is delicious. <clears throat> Mel, what do you think of the whiskey? It's a lot. Mm hmm. It's a lot. It's a it's a big punch of flavor. Um, I do like the Tennessee process, which is odd because I'm not normally one for sweet yeah. drinks. But the sweetest I like a drink is Jack Daniels. Yeah, you've always been a you've always been a Jack girl. Yeah, that's you've, my. As long as it, I know you, you've liked Jack. I think that was the official drink of all Gen Xers <clears throat> in the '90s. Was uh, Jack and Coke was always the go-to, and it's still it's I can drink it. I enjoy it. I like it now that it's in an actual can. Mm-hmm. 
And oh, the Jack and Coke. we had last week. Yeah. The Jack and Coke. Not Jack and Cola, the Jack and Coke. It was, that we had it's last great. Week. And I'm I'm unapologetic about it. And so, yeah, and when you, you were talking about it, it was fascinating about the pay to play commentary. Like any opinion based competition doesn't have politics and preferences. I'd love for <laughs> right. people to get involved with us. <laughs> like, we're pay, we're, you know what? We're paid to play now, too. That's every, from every facet of every opinion-based competition. Right. Come on. It, it's Come on. going to, it's going to have an effect. And, uh, the other thing, obviously, we're going to do the whiskey show later in the summer and all that fun stuff. But uh, I've already made my opinions voiced on the couple of higher priced points that I felt just didn't need to be on this list, especially because they weren't readily available. So outside we have of those complaints every time, though, right. because this list has kind of gotten away from the whiskey advocate to an extent. But outside of those three. The list nailed it this year. Yeah. It really did. It really, Last really year's list did. pissed me off. Yeah. There yeah. was a couple whiskeys that were very <laughs> difficult to find. And then they did a, a unicorn <laughs> one release well, as number one two years ago. It's <laughs> that Larceny. Yeah. I was pissed yeah. about that. The, the, the Larceny and then and then you like last year fucking old fits. It's like, it's a fucking unicorn. What are you doing? I'll yeah. stop it. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, and this year, I, I mean, obviously with the... Um, with of course the, the what's a funker um the middleton and the nika the nika peated which you couldn't even get in most markets in the united it is states it's like in three markets or something yeah. we found out texas i had to go to fucking texas i had somebody find that for me in fucking texas like i was talking with an accountant in dc who they get their hands on shit and I and they know I do the list, and we were talking about it when I when I saw them this last Thursday, and I was like, "Yeah, I finished the whole list." And they were like, "How in the fuck did you get the Middletons and the Nika?" I was like, "I had a friend in Texas who got it for us." Right. And they were like, "Fuck yeah, man! Like really?" <laughs> and and I and honestly, because um, there's a good chance that if you well, if even if you win the league and somebody comes in second, they can take a bottle i need to make sure i take a sample of each of those into minis because those guys were like i just want to try it like right like i'm never going to get a chance to try that one and it's like yeah i should probably make that one available and then also to our our vendor friends who help us complete this list i'm going to tell them and be like look those bottles aren't going to make it through the party so if you want to try some of those you yeah, you, you like, got to come down for them. For you, like you Justin, Christian, Ben. <clears throat> yep. For those guys. Mike and Doc over at uh, Drug City oh, yeah. and Larry up at Bel Air. Like all those guys. Like I'm oh, going to yeah. be like, you got to, <laughs> if, if you want to try them, you got to come down and try them or otherwise, no. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> I guarantee, like, I mean, as guessing already with friends of ours, like that Middleton bottle is the one that's going to walk. Because it's so easy to drink. It's so fucking easy to drink. So even if you're not a whiskey fan, <laughs> that, that bottle's going to walk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I can understand that the Nika might stick around because it's, it yeah, yeah. it's big. It's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's Mel. It's Mel in a Japanese whiskey. It's a lot going on over here. You know what I think <laughs> we should do, actually, before we start gin, mm -hmm. is next ah! week... You know how long I've been waiting for gin every week? Uh, Sammy, is it gin week yet? 
Hey, I know hey, we're getting Jinwee's going to be short this year. There's only it's, four weeks left. It's yeah. May. All right, so um, never mind. May. But, but I, I'm thinking we might do an extra show in there because between Simon, Alan, and Jay all going over to uh, England. England, I think we might need so to do a get separate them on a Zoom show. and do something, yeah. Fuck, those oh, three fuckers, put them in the fucking studio. Give them mics. Yeah, as long as they, yeah. Yeah, so they they'll be, there's down. an extra gin show. Okay, good. So next week, what I think we should do And is Jay brought us uh, gin back from... Uh, oh, did he? A, oh, duty fr- a duty-free Hendrix. Going to the duty-free <laughs> shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so your idea next week? Uh, is we pick our favorite whiskey and just drink that from the list which one that we liked the most ourselves and maybe so i have a glass of whatever i liked and you have a glass of whatever you liked and revisit one or we could do that for like the final show of the season up to you ah. final show of the season jen jen, jen. no i'm ready jen. for jen. jen i'm ready to start jen. the right. jen yes. so because isn't that what the whiskey show is we revisit what we like well, that's and we true. talk about yeah. it so all right so do you on. want do you want the uh next week then the new Hendrix? Uh-huh. Yep. A Flora Adora? Oh. I saw that. Yes. 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 Hendrix new Flora Adora. I will make sure you, that I have that with don't me. Don't you have a pink tonic in the uh, refrigerator? Let's, let's figure out exactly the flavors that are coming off that nice. one. Because that's one of those things. Gin and tonics, you got to curate it, man. Do you remember the, little, do you remember the midsummer solstice? Yes. Loved it's that, it. but more intense. Ooh. So it's very floral. Yeah. Ooh. Very like potpourri-y. That makes sense. It's good though. It's not like potpourri. I say it's I like it's very floral. It's it's, it's very yeah. floral. It's not as vegetal as the Amazonia. Right. The, that was like I almost undrinkable. I I, 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 like, I couldn't stand that one. Yeah. And I, I, like I like vegetal martinis. Really? Yeah, I like vegetal martinis. Like I like a rosemary martini, but I couldn't drink that one. It was tough to get down that <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah, I like. It was like I was biting ones. a handful of grass. Um, hey, uh, Christian just checked in. Yeah. Uh, he missed the first 15 minutes. Can you start over? <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a good show, kids. Me like Jack. Me like Jack. Call show. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Christian. You're called up. <laughs> All right. What a fucking crazy weekend, man. Wild stuff. We open... With matches, uh, well, one match played on Saturday and the final match on Sunday, and they both had the exact same scoreline, Mr. Yes. Graham. Couple of touchdowns scored. Crystal Palace 4, West Ham 3, Liverpool 4, Tottenham 3. Starting off with Crystal Palace and West Ham. Palace go down immediately, and we'll talk about the cause and effect of why they went down quickly only to see them score three goals in 30 minutes and go up three to fucking one on West Ham. Yeah, it was fucking, it was crazy. Palace started wonderfully. Yeah. But Suchek, (laughs) finally, where's he been all season? In those first 30 minutes, it's three to one. And all I could think, and, and I told you this when we were talking offline, it was like, defense, eh, yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, these teams for the they, longest part of the season couldn't buy a fucking goal. Just, <laughs> they were like, they were like, ah, please, by all means, score. And I just, I just noticed that I did some of my notes kind of drunk. And the, my opening paragraph of this doesn't make no damn sense. <laughs> well, then I, I want to go right to the next very well, next. At least I had the poor defensive header, which gave Suchek the chance. Mm-hmm. Um. 
uh, uh, that's okay. He'll just take a ball off of Suchek's foot, foot later and score a goal because of it. I'm assuming this is Jordan Ayu got the equalizer pretty yep. quickly after that, though. Very quickly. Uh, I wrote Ayer, or, I think who it might plays have been, for a different team. I think it might have been Ezzy who took the ball off of Suchek's foot for the Could third be, goal. Yeah. It was either Ezzy or Olisi. I'm not, I'm not positive, though. Uh, good football for the most part. Um, for uh, uh, IU uh, down the pitch and a descent finish. There's a space there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Zaha finish was excellent as well. Jeffrey Schlup uh, took care of the rest of it to go three uh, one up. Obviously. That was it. It was it was Elise who stole the ball from Suchek off uh-huh. of a massive gaff. I mean, because even like IU's goal, like there were five guys around the ball. And then yeah. they just get off an easy pass. You're just kind of like, what the fuck what? are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But uh, Palace's problem is apparently set pieces. They just can't defend them at all. At all. You're absolutely right. All three West Ham goals were set pieces. Set pieces. Yeah. It's like you're Palace and you completely dominate a match. Completely dominate a match. And uh, yeah, you just fuck off three set pieces and find yourself like in a struggle. And here's the funny part. Palace deserved to win this game. They were the better side. But it took the softest fucking penalty that ever. was pretty pissed to for. Win. Now, as a, had, he did have himself a great game, though. He did have himself an excellent Oh, he's an, been an fantastic. Game. He's yeah. been absolutely fantastic as, as of late. But he just... Uh, yeah. He stuck out his arm. It wasn't a grab. It wasn't any. It was just like, oh, I feel a hand on my belly. Let me fall down and yeah. roll around. Um, it was just terrible. Yeah, but it was it was a good. The penalty that was taken was an excellent penalty, uh, and obviously won them the game. So, fair play to them. I mean, Palace are are safe now officially. I oh, think. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. West Ham should be safe, but they ain't. they're not yet. Not mathematically. Oh, and, and- um. Don't. And they've got a possible European trophy on the horizon. Well, and also, don't look now. Who do they play this week? City, United and City. Yeah, exactly. United and City. They, oh, they play both. Both the, Man- <laughs> both the Manchester clubs. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you know, like, like I was telling you before, it's like, okay, so they got this, you know, kind of like four-point lead on the final relegation team. <laughs> but you can't fuck it off twice. Where do they have this week? The ability to fuck it off twice. <laughs> right. Like oh, yeah. Big time. Right there in front of them. But they won't. More on that later. <laughs> oh, that's some foreshadowing to some betting, huh? Foreshadowing, baby. Uh, I told I, you I was going to do the opposite of you. I was going to say somebody. what you do for Liverpool. Somebody's got some wishful thinking is exactly what's going on there. Um, moving on to Liverpool and Tottenham. Liverpool pull at Newcastle and score three goals in the first fucking 15 minutes. But they failed to complete the Newcastle performance <laughs> no because shit. they completely took their foot off the gas. I was going to say, the, the very next thing I write is, after that, all Spurs. All Spurs. Yeah, I mean, so like, Liverpool just, had a few chances here and there. I, but I Spurs put got him his, off the fucking post. Forrester got, like, yeah, Forrester got his head out of his ass, yeah. uh, which was important um, for Tottenham. But that little flurry at the end of the first half gave them all the momentum they needed for the second half. Well, the the, the key thing, and this is very important, we need to take a moment of silence for the Dutch Tulip. Because clearly his ankles were broken oh, by Perisic, who just took him one way, took him the other way, and, and 
Big he, Van Dyke fall down, go boom as his the ankles screenshot, are being... <laughs> The screenshot that's on DUFC at the moment, that's the closed Facebook group for those that don't know, Drunkard United FC. Find it on Facebook. That's where all the hashtag bans happen. Uh, the screen grab of him looks like a chalk outline from an animated, like a Bugs Bunny... <laughs> Like cartoon, you know, they used to do the it's always with the leg up <laughs> yeah. in the wrong direction. One of these numbers that's what his body looked like in that particular position. I I just want to know when the international war crimes are going to be held against Barisic. That was bad for, for the uh, ankle breaking that, that he horrible. did. I mean, that's Jesus. worse. That's worse than Pickford, and Pickford was trying to do it intentionally. <laughs> yeah, that, but I mean, the the game's awesome. But we're, we're really here, and we would be remiss if we didn't just skip forward at okay. this point. Hey, hey, everybody! Tottenham scores a couple, and then we get to. The, the end. The end. Which, by the way, Mr. Graham, I could just tell it's the brilliant. glee in your face. Take it away. You know what? The the Arsenal may have very well lost the title at Manchester City last Wednesday. <clears throat> but you know what an excellent consolation prize is besides Champions League football? Mm -hmm. This. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> so, Richarlison scores. Now, do understand why he got a little zealous. He's at Anfield. Of course. He's a former Evertonian. Yeah. That doesn't explain why he did it the first time this season. It was chalked <laughs> off for offside, though. But, yes. Okay, I take that point. This all he's makes sense. He's the crowd. Yeah, so he Ripped scored, off his shirt. Scores a goal. Rips his shirt off. Boom. Now, you've got more yellow cards for ripping your shirt off after goals than you actually do goals. Because that was the second time. Uh, the third goal that he had hey, scored in all fairness, also ruled out. In all fairness, he also had more yellow cards for celebrating goals than goals the first time because he hadn't scored a goal oh, yet. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Card. But, uh, so that stat still rings true. <laughs> so he takes it off. He almost took out a Stewart <laughs> as he runs to the uh, runs to the Tottenham supporters and jumps on the advertising hoardings. He grabs a Stewart by the scruff of his neck to hold his own balance, which I thought was quite rude because that guy looked a little older. Uh, so I don't know what he was doing there. Then he does the chicken walk with... Uh, Son. With Son. No, no, not the chicken walk. It's the pigeon walk because everybody called him a pigeon. Because oh, of he looks his like nose? Because he looks like a pigeon. So he does that dance in celebration because... Got it. People well, who fuck with him. That was brilliant because somebody put him on top of the ball and made him part of the Tottenham badge. It makes perfect which is sense. fucking hysterical. You know what? You deserve that. Yeah, he does deserve that. He also deserves the ridicule he gets for having one of his teammates tattooed on his body and Neymar's not happy about it. Do you know this? <laughs> oh, yeah. So on I his know back, about this one. if you were wondering what the faces were it's pele original ronaldo and neymar and that neymar so creepy. cringe super cringe i mean we're, are we ever going to talk about the tattoo you have of houston i don't have a houston tattoo oh that's not what carly told me <laughs> it's like roy oberson from uh oberson what from um water boy yeah what uh winkle had it on his ass mm -hmm. and it henry winkle's his name yes yeah. winkler winkler yeah yeah, yeah. The Fonz. Yeah, the Fonz. I'm not very good at remembering actors' real names. <laughs> if you that couldn't tell. Uh, anyway, yeah. Movie references, song references, all of it. It all eludes Mr. Graham. It all does. Well, I'd named one that Mel couldn't remember earlier, which was nice. Made me feel good. So that happens, right? And all of the shit surrounding that is funny in and of itself. That equalized 3-3. Three, three. Then. St there, there's still time in the game. 
Oh, there's still time. Not long, but still time. Time. They didn't need very long, did they? <laughs> Only took about 38 seconds. Liverpool marched down the pitch, and Diogo Jota slots into the far corner. Anfield goes nuts. <laughs> Absolute nuts. Richarlison's just standing on the halfway line, smiling. Maybe you should have defended you, cunt. <laughs> Helps your team out. Instead of trying to bask in your glory of your one permanently goal this season. Um, then, even better, Jurgen Klopp decides, upon Jota scoring, to turn and run at the fourth official and celebrate in his face. with yeah, what yelled in his face. With what looked like Chevy Chase's old SNL uh, wild and crazy guys <laughs> from back uh, in the day. Uh, correction, uh, not Chevy Chase. That would be Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd. Damn it. I thought I had a good reference there. Looking for some soul-winging <laughs> yeah. chicks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what is the show title? He Chevy oh, chased it, except oh, it. Wild and crazy guys. <laughs> Definitely Wild the show and title. crazy guys. Yeah, and so he does this. But upon trying to stop while he was running, he did his hamstring. Yep. <laughs> Because you're old. <laughs> Stop doing that dumb shit. Uh, Mel, I only saw the article uh, did, did, that you sent us about him. He was... I'll tell you why. That article, because that <laughs> did a number on it here. Jurgen Klopp, as he's been known to do, does some dumb shit on the sidelines that he right. shouldn't be doing. He's a right. naughty boy. We I... all know that. But he's very quick to apologize and he is quite charismatic in interviews and stuff. So people mm -hmm. usually forgive him for the shit that he does, right? His big gleaming teeth. So he knows that he'll probably get in trouble for celebrating in the fourth official face, right? I mean, but, yeah. I mean, so we, what he said I mean, was... We did run into the center of the pitch and hug our fucking keeper so in the he, middle of a... So he, he, he apologized. Sorry, the end of a match. He apologized <laughs> in his post-match and said, I've already been punished for this because I did my hamstring. <laughs> No, you didn't. My no. favorite line, little sins immediately. <laughs> that might be a show title. Oh, little that sins fucker. immediately. That... I, so... still, I still can't get over the, the, the Van Dyke Pickford little arms on the fuck where he ran out onto the pitch in the center circle and hugged fucking Allison. Yeah. And nothing came of it. And then two games later, Nuno runs into the corner, the very fucking corner of the fucking bitch and get suspended for a match for fucking entering, <laughs> leaving the coach's box and entering the field. But eh, I don't think Arteta's past the first 30 seconds of a game. I don't think Arteta's touched the coach's box this season. No. Oh, no. He's walking around it the entire time. <laughs> I'm so, No, he's in a coach's box. The opposing team's coach's <laughs> yeah, box. That's yeah. where he is the entire fucking game. Uh, but you could not as a as a neutral in this game and as a Spurs hater, so for Liverpool to win it helped. That really accentuates how fun this is for me, by the way. That puts the exclamation point on it. But for somebody that doesn't particularly care for Liverpool either because they normally challenge us for trophies and all that right. kind of shit, I don't mind Liverpool. <laughs> Honestly, if I had a second team because of some of the tragedy in their history and stuff, I do quite like Liverpool. I don't mind them. Uh, you can leave now. <laughs> That's it. I'm confessing my deep, dark secret. Liverpool's your second team? No, I kind of I almost picked Spurs. Mm -hmm. Now you can fuck right off. 
that last brain cell just finished its cigarette and it's uh, snuffing out. It seems. <laughs> the um uh yeah, so this whole final ninety seconds was the stuff of dreams for me. <laughs> and completely distracts from the fact that we gave away the title last week. Um I you know the, the the beauty in all of that is is for you as an arsenal supporter and i want to again we i've said this multiple times and you've said it as well you take liverpool's side to fuck with me i take spurs side to fuck with you it's just kind of inexcusable like i'm sitting here and i want i want to fucking hate on my rivals and i want to build up your rivals to fuck with you and then you see all of this and you go, eh. Well, but that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to do? It's fucking funny. That's no, brilliant. It's so it's fucking, fucking it's funny. Brilliant. I mean, this is Newcastle supporter Willycoptering at the top of the stand that one time in the FA Cup when they finally made it past the third round for the first time in 15 years. Remember a few years ago mm -hmm. when he got his Johnson out and started Willycoptering? Yep. This is that stuff. I mean, this is the stuff of dreams. That, that that stuff is what put the show on the map in the first place. Is <laughs> that kind of shit? Wait, we're we're on a map with seven stops. <laughs> Regularly, we turn, we turn our attention to the race for Europe, which will include the Liverpool match as well, as the teams keep seem to shuffling every single week. Brighton 6, Wolverhampton nil, Man United 1, Villa nil, Newcastle 3, Southampton 1. Uh, apparently, Deserby decided to make a few changes, including Matoma, fucking McAllister, and uh, I forgot who the other... Oh, Canseco. He's played a fucking masterclass here, Deserby, in my opinion. And did it work? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, big time. I mean, they were dominant throughout the entire performance. They're, they're completely dominant throughout the entire they, thing. I mean, it took no. Who pulled Malord out for? Her ass. She lost. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. It's, it's been. been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nights. Deserby played a masterclass here. They lost, obviously, midweek we spoke about on a Thursday show. They lost uh, midweek to Forest, which was uh, terribly unfortunate for them. Um, I should have seen it coming. I thought Forest were going to be shitter than they were, but obviously playing for their lives uh, at that point in time helped, and Brighton were wounded after the after the cup final. But Deserby dropped the right people, yeah, mm -hmm. and decided um, that a shakeup was needed and that I, I'm not going to stand for this your performance right. here we still have shit to play for get your head out of your ass and the team immediately responded to it and they came Three to guys wolves all with braces who fa exactly who famously wolves don't give up a ton of goals they don't score a ton which is why they're in the position they're in right they lost a lot of games one nil and two nil this season and but here brighton were just on fucking fire they couldn't go wrong Wells scoring twice as you said pascal gross Two beautiful goals from him. Yep. Uh, and then and, and CISO had a couple of assists. Mm -hmm. So after scoring that winner at Chelsea, he's been come close a few times. I think he hit the bar a week ago or so. Mm -hmm. Here, he, he was just pulling the strings all over the place. Um, and I forget who the third player was that had a brace, actually, now, off the top of my head. 
I, I probably wrote it me. down, which <laughs> yeah. is why I do notes. Should, should probably read your notes. Undev. Yeah, that's right, because he has not been starting because Matoma has been starting. Correct. And when and they went more of a four four two instead of going a four three three, which is what they've been regularly running exactly. with the wingers. And <clears throat> the the other thing too with Wolves is outside of the Leeds loss at home. They've been really good. This was at the Molyneux. They got fucking spanked in their building. Like, you don't... Oh, yeah. You don't lose like that in your building. You typically lose like that in other people's building. I mean, even Southampton lost in other people's buildings when they lost twice on nothing. I'm just saying. Kenny, I'm going to say nice things later. I really am. I really am he, going to say nice things later. This is another one he was rooting for. Keep going. Keep going. Just keep keep going. scoring. Keep scoring. The the other piece to this, too, is what I what I do worry about for Brighton. Now, they have a couple games in hand because of the cup final and the semifinal. Mm-hmm. But what I worry they're about. Both for, tough, they're they're it, both it, tough it, games. It's City, it's City and United. Yep. Uh-huh. What I worry about for Brighton, though, is same thing I worry about for Fulham. Same thing I worry about to an extent for Villa, although they're higher up in the league. So they may be okay. This Liverpool result, the really the comeback against us as yeah. well kind of ignited this. They're now on a run of picking up points. They're in fifth. They're right there. But Luis Diaz came back mm-hmm. and immediately had an impact and scored. Oh, yeah. And it was a fantastic finish, that finish. Fraser Forster balls on the back of the net before he lifted his arm. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. They're getting healthy at the right time, Liverpool, <laughs> apart from their manager, right. who uh, did a hammy. True. Celebrating in the official's face. <laughs> Not sure you understand how funny that is. <laughs> but And it was against Tottenham, so you just want to make fun of Richarlison. You want to just make fun of Richarlison. was brilliant. No, no. I couldn't believe me luck. Jurgen going to Jurgen, man. He's going to Jurgen. I could not believe my luck with everything that was happening. <laughs> it was so good. He couldn't even slap his chest too hard because he was afraid of jarring his hamstring. <laughs> you see him holding his hamstring, and the coach comes over and like grabs his shoulder, and he goes, this little yeah. weak thing. Oh, it's brilliant. Anyway, um, that's what worries me for Brighton, for Fulham, for those teams chasing those Europa League spots, right? Because... Uh, now Spurs are quite bad, but should they figure it out? This, you know, there's a lot of positives for Spurs to take from that game. So this is going to get very jumbled up very quickly for those those uh, the last Europa League spot and the probability of the um, uh, McRib, the McRib. Well, it should be two Europa League spots and one McRib spot right, because right. of everybody City doing more than likely to going do. to be winning the FA Cup or or United which doesn't matter because they're both in the they're Champions, both in Champions League, League. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there, there's going to be that extra spot available which does help everyone a bit because they're, they're uh, United already won down. the League Cup right which makes that available as well but it's coming becoming very jumbled up yeah. there now as usual you'd rather have the points of the board than the game in hand uh, especially when you're playing, as you say, United and City. So Liverpool maybe getting healthy and finding their form a bit is what's going to worry me for Brighton and getting over the final hump at the end of the season here to secure European football yeah. for the first time in their history. I think Liverpool's going to figure out a way to be fifth or sixth. I think that's going to happen and yeah. that they're going to be in Europe, which is honestly, financially, that's all they need. They just need to be yeah, in yeah, Europe. Because yeah. if they weren't in Europe, like the case of Chelsea... 
it's massive. It doesn't matter when you're playing with Monopoly money. Though, that, that financial, but that financial hit from financial fair play doesn't help you. It's going to really come down to, I think um, Fulham and Brentford are out of it completely. I, I don't think they have a chance at sneaking their way in. It's going to be, is it Brighton, Tottenham, or Villa for the last two spots? And that's what I think it ultimately comes down to. Right. Um, moving on to United and Villa. This was actually for a one nothing match. It's a it, decent game. It's a great fucking game. And... United did exactly what they needed to do. Get the fucking win, walk away, and be good with it. Villa gave them everything they fucking could, man. They had good chances. They put balls off the post. They had balls cleared off the line. And credit to Villa for walking into Trafford and not being fucking scared. They gave them everything yeah, they absolutely. fucking could. Uh, the the other thing I, I do want to say is... um. Uh, few pundits i was listening to one was a united supporter one was a brighton supporter mm -hmm. uh and everyone in the room at that point was kind of making fun of the liverpool tottenham situation cool so what did jules have to say for brighton so when when liverpool uh when somebody was being interviewed at the end of the game you know after jurgen klopp celebrated in the face of a fourth official and then tore his hamstring right this is also after richarlis had scored a uh, scored a goal and yes <laughs> I can't stop saying it. And um, basically, somebody in the interview said something to the effect of, these are the games you want to be part of as a professional. Like, this is the atmosphere. Like, this was fun. Like, this is – yeah, obviously, you could say that when you've won the three points, right? Right. And then Jules basically was uh, uh, said something to the effect of, I mean, wouldn't you want an easy day at the office and just win 6-0? <laughs> and then Vish uh -huh. was like – or just grind out a one no win. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't that be it, a lot easier yeah, than it would be a lot that easier. emotional fucking roller coaster? <laughs> and watching your sixty-two-year-old coach do his hamstring, celebrating in the face of the fourth official like a fucking petulant child. Right, because he just <laughs> needed to yell in that ref's face. Because you know, oh, it was brilliant. Oh, and and I think it, I think it was um fucking tyranny refing that match. You know, you've never played the game, so you don't know what you're doing. Well, thing. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a cunt. <laughs> but um, what I did find out in all this, the PGMOL came out and said that all conversations are like their mics, the referees' microphones, pick all that shit up, and it's all recorded. Mm -hmm. So Klopp said that he was being said the ref was un a, a, unprofessional towards him or whatever. The PGMOL listened to it, and they were perfectly happy with whatever the ref was saying to him. So I don't know if there was something lost in translation, but Klopp is one of the ones whose English is very good. So I don't know if he didn't hear him well or, like, he like just misheard him because it was so – Anfield was rocking at that point. So he may have misheard him or something, you know, whatever. But still, you don't act like that. And what's, it's funny, and I'm going to keep bringing it up. And what's going to happen to him? <laughs> Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, it was it was a shame because this game was actually very good. De Gea was excellent. Um, Martinez was excellent. Embarrassed by everything, ashamed by nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. good. And both coaches came out unscathed in this game too, which yeah. was nice. <laughs> uh, for, for United Champions League, I would say, honestly, I think the four spots for Champions League are decided. I think it's now a battle for Europa, McRib, yeah. 
and the person that the the club that's the gonna boy. miss out. Yeah, the one that misses out. There's yep. there's three spots left. None of them are Champions League. And as we lead into Newcastle and Southampton, I think Newcastle is very secure, and I think United is very secure. Yeah, and obviously Arsenal and City are secure. Yeah, and we're already guaranteed the two of us. They're like Liverpool is not playing in the Champions League next year. No, they're not. They're I, not I don't see a way for them to be as, as well. I, I completely agree with that. Tottenham but, will not figure it out and and um for Villa and Brighton the idea is just to get to Europe it doesn't matter what fucking Europe it is well Villa specifically Europe. it needs to be the Europa League oh because he wins Europa that's League what he wins a lot <laughs> that's what he wins he's won it four times in his history well I mean it's it's Graham it's okay Villa's actually won Europe how many European titles have Arsenal won we were in two finals, and Emery took us to that final. So how unlucky can we be that we got to the final of his competition? And and how many of those have you won? Zero. Okay, very good. Heavy <laughs> Mel has two. I have one. You have I. It just what do you have? Talk. We have one. What the in eighty five the uh, be- before they the the um, European tournament of champions, we won that one. What's that? It doesn't exist anymore. But it's a European. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know what? The European Tournament of Champions. That sounds like a fucking... If a trophy falls in the forest, did it ever exist? <laughs> yeah, that's It was like a... more important than the fucking McRib because it was people who actually won their league. And we would have been in <laughs> we would have been in what is now the Champions League if it wasn't for a bunch of fucking assholes across the park from us starting a riot in fucking Madrid and banning all English teams from European play. Ooh, that's a dig. This uh, this sounds like the did there did Shankly do his hamstring? <laughs> It's one more European <laughs> title than you have, asshole. There we go. All right. I don't care what you did around World Circle World War One. Okay. Hey Mel, before we get into kind Newcastle, of Audi Cup, it's like Tottenham releasing the Audi Cup DVD last year. Before we get into Newcastle and Southampton, you have something to do. Damn it! I was hoping you guys forgot. <laughs> oh, definitely didn't forget. I just casually put it over here out of camera. <laughs> Also, just before it's you been do a that, while. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what mm. what did you think about your team's performance? I, I didn't think y'all played bad. Um, I just thought it was unlucky, and I hated the fucking smug face that Bruno Fernandes put on when he scored too. Mm-hmm. It's like you're the biggest cunt on that team. I, I like have his fantasy no points. thoughts because while the game was going on, I was being filmed doing the barrel of blooms. Okay, that's. I thought that was going in a very dark place. No, I was. I was on camera. I was doing the basket downtown, the big barrel, and so I caught the first twenty minutes, and we looked good. I was optimistic. Got a couple updates, and that was about it until the end. And when I saw we lost, I didn't watch any highlights. But hey, nevertheless, up the villa, McRib. Oh, Europe. Here we come. So, as stated earlier, I was at the Abbey. All right. I was at the Abbey in Mount Vernon with the national meetup for Newcastle United. Yes. Uh, big, huge crowd. Uh, having a little trouble over there, Mel? Camera's off me, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she didn't just completely bury her face and in her came shirt. Back and got no, her. The camera hey. is not on me. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was nothing. Nothing to see here, you lucky loose. Yeah. Um, but the great turnout uh, for for the match with everybody, the 
mostly Midwest. Nobody from the West Coast came. Well, they, you know what happened mm -hmm. is with them announcing the that permanently thing coming up and down the east coast exactly what i was about to say <laughs> which i guess could count as an american trophy if mm. you're being like you and just counting whatever old fucking thing you you know mcdonald's commemorative cup you pick up on the way it was an official fucking trophy <laughs> recognized I've by never heard fucking of europe never heard of it before in my life and um the uh a lot of them canceled coming to this because mm. of right they got to do it in they're two all months. going to philly in anyway, two months yeah, yeah. So um, rather than spend all that money to make it all that way. However, you sent pictures uh, yep. there and it, it looked like it was packed. Packed. That's great. Packed. And Saudi money will do that. Cool, cool fucking people. <laughs> cool, cool fucking people, man. Had a great time hanging out with everybody. And uh, I wore my long sleeve DU uh, shirt that you can get on our exclusive drip shack please check all of our socials it's uh linked right at the top sure it is and uh, i was wearing that so i was in black and white to uh go ahead with the rest of them although i would say our boy rob uh well i'm sorry the beard and then rob was there as well but the beard made a really good comment said it looked like a person cafeteria <laughs> yeah he did that's funny did I he go pretty, there with you no 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 he just, uh, just sent the message yeah, yeah. he just sent the message that's funny uh what's funny is for southampton they get the lead right at the end of the first half despite yeah. the fact that possession everything is dominated uh, by newcastle i got it. so this uh, there's a couple of stats I got to tell you about, um, and <laughs> I can't remember the other team off the top of my head. Um, but this Newcastle game was as about as one sided. No, I know, but it was about as one sided uh, as it could could have been until that late flurry in the second half, where they ended up finally Newcastle was sixty three point four and thirty six point six. I looked at it at one point and it was like seventy eight to twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> It was all Newcastle. They just couldn't do anything. But yeah, now Stuart Armstrong got that first goal, and that was even fortunate. That bumbled mm -hmm. over the line with his knee. Yep. Do you do you know why Newcastle couldn't score any goals in the first uh, half? Why? Two words. Anthony Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the forty million. I was definitely. I I brought it up. People asked me. I was like, ah, so your thoughts on Anthony Gordon? I was like. I was like, honestly, thanks for the money. And yeah. they're like, they're like, why? He's a great young talent. I'm like, yeah, but he normally takes one dribble too many. It's like he scored he seven goals. He can't get it through his he, fucking head. He, yeah. he scored seven goals for us. Five of them were deflections. Here's the and thing. Then, and then he misses a wide open one-on-one. -on -one. He puts one off the side of the net. And every time he's missing, everybody's just looking at me. And I was like, oh, I just. Thank I, you. I'm just telling you the. The struggle is real, man. Like, and they're like, get him off the pitch. I'm like, you know, well, here's, here's the thing. Here's what you need to know about him, right? They're two starting wingers, ASM and um, uh, Almiron, mm -hmm. are both injured, right? Almiron did come now, on later on. He came on yeah. later on, but he's just recently coming back from injury, but he was out for like six weeks or four weeks, something like that. Both of those guys have been injured, and you've been starting Jacob Murphy. And you moved Joe Linton from the middle of the pitch and brought in Longstaff mm -hmm. instead to partner Willick. So Anthony Gordon, a winger, was not brought on to play the wing. You readjusted your starting lineup and your formation based on not including Anthony Gordon until this week. Right. That's got to say so. That's got to tell you something. Huh? Again. That, that, that's what. That's the point. 
Thanks. That, it's sorry. It's a legitimate point. It's not very funny, <laughs> but it's that's the point. So that has to give you an, an indication as to where where he is in the pecking order and what why you know. You saw what you saw. Now we'll say, and and we'll wrap this up and move on to the next segment with Newcastle. The entire time you're watching this match, it's like, why are they behind? The goal's coming. The goal's coming. And the minute the first goal came, it was then immediately two to one and then immediately three to one. And you were like, oh, okay. There it is. Order has been well, here's kind of restored. Well, here's the thing with Newcastle, right? It's, it's like, it's kind of what Arsenal did all season. For the most part, when they finally started going on that run, it's they've been a they have all this pent up energy from being a banter club for the last twelve years, and they're just fucking smacking teams with the head of their dick now. <laughs> There's like, oh, you made fun of us, remember that? Fuck Ow, you, fucking Dolph, <laughs> dick on forehead. I'm dolphing you, boom, <laughs> mushroom stamp. Wow, there it is. Like that's just what's happening now, and it's like Arsenal, same thing. We've been a laughing stock for the last seven, eight years, and th- you know now we're obviously people are laughing at us again because we're stumbling at the final hurdle. But we spent most of the season just fucking uh, take that, <laughs> boom, bitch, uh, right on the forehead. Enjoy that. <laughs> again, dare I say, thanks for the forty million. <laughs> All right, we've been rambling, so let's keep this. Uh, let's get this done quickly. Rounding out the rest of the league. Well, the last game, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Manchester City two, Fulham one, Brentford two, Nottingham Forest one, Bournemouth four, Leeds one, Everton two, Leicester two. City moved to the top of the league, but not. Fulham certainly didn't make it easy. Fulham I think played if Mitro, their asses I off. think if Mitro was there, this was a draw. Yeah. Honestly, Fulham missed a ton of chances. Um, City were uncharacteristically sloppy at times as well. Yeah. Uh, and Fulham capitalized. I mean, they they really – they didn't obviously score enough goals, but they – they put themselves in the right positions. They were they were all there for it. I mean, it was it was an excellent game. I was I was actually quite surprised. Uh, what I do fear for Fulham is that Tim Ream and Broken Pereira wrist, looks and like. Pereira both go off on yeah. stretchers. That's like tough. that is, yeah. And that that's your spine. Those guys have been playing a lot of the season and playing right excellent up, as well. Really up the that is. Yeah. Tim they're, Ream, I think, is out out for the rest of the season yeah. with a broken wrist. Yeah. I think he's done. They're they're safe. They're going to be safe. I don't but, know about Pereira, but for them, they are playing for something. They they're ahead of Chelsea right now in the standings, mm-hmm. and their Brentford's only a point ahead of them. Like they they want to beat their two crosstown rivals. They would love to. They're already safe, which is a huge win for them, considering they just got promoted. Oh yeah, big time. All of that's great, but. Now you're at the point where, as a supporter, you're like, "Yeah, I mean, you're fucking telling me we could finish above Chelsea and Brentford in the fucking table." Yeah, you're you're rooting for that, but missing those pieces, it's going to be a tough ask the rest of the way. It's gonna it be really huge. will be. Yeah, it absolutely absolutely is huge. Um, I was uh, quite happy mm-hmm. with um, uh, Tete and uh, <laughs> Jack Grealish's little spat. <laughs> that, a fuck boy gonna be a fuck boy, man. <laughs> yeah, because and here's here's how you know, right? And tune into the to the Patreon to the sound check for the full conversation. But here's how you know is a beta posing as an alpha. Because <laughs> he got up 
got real hard for about 12 seconds and was the first one to walk away. <laughs> Jack Grealish is a punk ass. All right, moving on to... Brent. I'm sure Lindsay, and Lindsay's one of the sweetest people we know. Uh-huh. But I'm sure if faced with some sort of adverse situation, Brummy going Brummy. <laughs> right. And I think she would fucking rip someone's head off if she right. needed to. You know what I mean? If you got to. But she's what, she that's it. it, right? We're some of the nicest people ever. When you get your thousand yard stare, you could put somebody six feet in the ground, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I do it's like. always the quiet, nice ones. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There, There's, yeah. I mean, I've, how many times I do it at soccer and fucking put my head through somebody? Yep. Like, you just, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, this is how we're doing it? <laughs> this, oh, you won't bring it this way. Yeah, fucking go Super Saiyan right don't now. Don't hate on Jack. It's perfectly fine. He likes to be led around on a leash. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do the fucking math in his head when he stepped up to Tete. I promise you that. <laughs> we're, we're two left-footed slides on uh, each foot. <laughs> it don't matter. Uh, we'll be all right. But I got shoes on, don't I? <laughs> Cavs aren't going to help him in that fight. <laughs> um... Dingus. Absolute dingus. Forrest do everything right in the first half. They're playing great defense. They're holding off Brentford, and they get that goal from Danilo right at the end of the half, only to see it just slip away at the death. And you gotta kind of feel like they're the kind of team, like, at this moment and where we are with the end of the season, it's the shit you gotta see out. At least get a fucking draw. Well, this, don't fucking lose it. This, um, the Brentford supporters did their homework here. I think this is as much their win as it is the team's. Mm -hmm. I think the atmosphere was jumping, mm -hmm. and what Forrest in recent months, um, minus the last couple of days out uh, at the city ground, have made the city ground a fortress, and they've right. done it on the backs of their supporters and and that that raucous atmosphere that they create. Brentford did that for Brentford in this game yeah. and completely drowned out the Forest fans. And it, I think it really did give the boys a lift. Um, and they went out and, and, and took it to them. I mean, Forrest did very well to compete throughout the game. Absolutely. Right. And um, uh, uh, David Raya. David <laughs> Raya. Yeah. Did um did very well uh, a few times in this game as well uh, to, to, to make sure Forrest stayed out. Um, actually, I thought... Um, is it uh, in the Bournemouth game, which we're going to talk about? I thought it was akin to Neto's performance, mm -hmm. who he had to be on on his head as well. He had a great uh, in match. that game. Um, they, it was fantastic. Uh, actually, surprisingly, a very good game all around. But right at the end, obviously, getting it snatched at the death is is difficult. And um, you know, Forrest, you're as good as Tom. <laughs> um, Bournemouth and Leeds. Like you said, Neto played out of his dome, which makes the scoreline look more formidable. Mm -hmm. But it's only because he was called on in instances, like you've talked about before, where like the really good teams, you like City, it's like Ederson doesn't have to make a lot of saves, but when he has to make them, they're fucking world right. race, right? Yeah. And this was a game that was very much dominated by by the cherries and at the vitality here is of late right down the stretch they're winning games that they need to win and in this instance it was like Leeds had a few chances but in those few chances Neto came up big but then there, was, there was a double save that was fucking phenomenal yeah but then outside of that like for Leeds 
you can't give up four fucking goals. No. Like, Meslier is a young, talented keeper. He is making so many monstrous fucking gaffes. And this is costing them goal differential. Like, it's going to come down to goal differential between them and Everton. They're not going to have the goal differential. Everton's going to jump them because of that. Could be, yeah. Goal differential is worth three fucking points. Absolutely, 100% it is. 100% it is. And Leeds this weekend got to play fucking City. (laughs) They have United as a part of their run-in. As well, I think they have to play someone else. That's that's very good. I can't remember who it is. Actually, it makes sense. I I am actually going to look it up because that it's so relevant to to where they are. I'll be honest. Part of my show planning notes for next week, Graham, is to talk about what the four teams left in the relegation battle because Southampton's going down. Unfortunately, they have City, Newcastle, West Ham, and Spurs. West Ham have figured out to score goals all of a sudden. They're going to score. Newcastle has been fucking, again, dick slapping teams. Especially against the defense that gives up bad goals and, all the and time. Spurs' defense is bad, but they do score a fair amount of goals. Mm-hmm. So, but in Leeds, so on the same show that I was referencing earlier, I heard Jim Campbell said something to the effect of, um, you thought they were going to be okay because of the chaos? Because they were they were absolute chaos merchants, right? That's what they thrived in was that chaos under Bielsa to an extent under Marsh. They're not even good at the chaos anymore. <sighs> no, and no, that's, that's been their identity. <laughs> so that's a disaster. Now. So I'm I'm, I'm going to jump ahead on the notes before and we. Did you see the letter? Mm-mm. Oh, there was an open letter from the supporters, the and... lead supporters. That essentially, this is unacceptable. You will have to make a change. We don't appreciate the way you've been recruiting coaches because everybody since Bielsa's been shit. Mm-hmm. Bielsa was good, but not great. Right. Like, you have to look at yourselves, and we need something done about Javi Gracia going into these final few games of the season. This is terrible. Right. And it just an, and that should speak fucking volumes to those players. It should speak volumes to that board. Yeah. You know, they're not fake putting people in headlocks like your supporters, but at least they're doing something. Yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> that got brought up when I was at the bar on Thursday. <laughs> I, I said, still no proof. Still no proof. That's fine. She's a woman. She's um, probably lying. <laughs> oh, my God. Sattery, 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 sattery. Misogyny theater. If they don't get it by now, they can fuck off. So before we get to Everton Lester, I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, jump ahead in the notes and, and go to this. Um. This week, who do we think is going down before we get to Everton Leicester? I oh, um I think Leeds will probably go down. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't foresee them winning another game this season. Yeah. And three of those teams could do them for three or more. Yeah. Each one of them. Yeah. Um so that's bad. Then uh I would probably say Southampton. Southampton's pretty much confirmed after yeah. after their after their game in, in my opinion. I don't they I think they have to win out. Yeah. And I don't think they will. So that leaves you with Forrest, Everton, and Leicester. I can't see Leicester doing it. Yeah. And I think, think For I think Forrest has enough about him, but I can't yeah. I, for, I this and it pains me because 
Leicester, you know, have been fun. They've been a fun addition to the Premier League, especially that is that great escape they had, and then mm. winning the league, obviously, right, of course. But it, mostly Jamie Vardy's antics. But it's been excellent uh, from having them in the league these last few years. And uh, I, I'm afraid that it may be coming to a close because defensively they are again are fucking trash. Um, uh, so for me, their one saving grace is they can score goals. But can they can they keep a clean sheet these last couple games? Yeah, can at all. Because it, if they're off at any means up front, it's a minimum of one to loss. Mm-hmm. You can't always bank that you're going to score unless you're City or Arsenal or, you know, these teams at the top of the table all of a sudden. You you can't bank on the fact that you're going to score a goal because th- this season has proven that they fucking can't. So for me... Week in, week out, that is. So for me, I, I want to put in a disclaimer right off the bat is that, like... I'm gutted for Kenny that fucking Southampton are going down because that's that's a friend of ours. It's it's a listener of the show. It's someone we know, and I I feel fucking gutted for him that he's going down. Absolutely, and and but they're going down. Yeah. From there, I then look at the remaining clubs, and <clears throat> for me, I think Leicester survives, and the reason why I think Leicester survives is their goal differential is so significantly better than the other three clubs. And they got the point that they needed today. They did. That there was a big point. And we're going to get to that game in a moment. Then all things being equal, honestly, I'd like to see, you know, I'd I'd love to see Everton stay up naturally because they're my club. That's who I want to see stay up. I'm thinking about it like on a friend level, right? Like I, on a friend level, I'd rather it be Lester and Forrest because, you know, Mark was a great guest, did a good show, all of that. But, you know, I got no real attachment to fucking Forrest. Mark does our show every year for Lester, but let's face it, no Lester fans are really listening to the show. And if, and if you are fucking sound off, but I ain't never fucking heard from any of you. So, I want Leeds to stay up. I very much want Leeds. Yeah, we do have a nice Leeds contingent. Well, and I fucking, like, I love Gekko. It's also fun fucking with Leeds. And I I love Lars. Like, Lars is a brother to me. I fucking adore that guy. And the last thing I want to see is them go down. The rate they're going, Leeds is fucking going down. Yeah. Leeds is going down. Their goal differential is not good. Their run in the rest of the season is not good. And... There's at least like you look at Everton's last four, and there's points there. There's mm-hmm. at least a couple of points, a couple of draws, and honestly, that's all it'll take. And for I mean, Leeds, the only the I only game see I a see win for Leeds, in, and I see Leeds losing ten goals in differential. Like and what I've just looked at in the in that table, I'm I'm worried, big time worried for um the West Ham is the only chance they have to pick up points. Yeah. I mean, they're in a lot of fucking trouble. A lot of fucking trouble. And I want them to stay up. Like, yeah, it it is a shame for them. What I mean, they are also easy to fuck with, too, which is good for the show. (laughs) Now, we don't have to work as hard writing jokes. Now we're going to go back to the games. When there is the expression that's been used a lot in the Premier League, when people say sometimes the relegation battle is more interesting and more entertaining to watch than 
the title race, this game today is exactly the fucking example. This yeah. was two teams that went for the fucking win and they went all out and they left everything on the pitch. This match, and it's not even just my blue fucking tinted glasses, this match was fucking incredible. Well, both teams were blue, so. It was such a great, good one. Yeah. Such a great fucking match. I mean, Everton come out early, get the early lead with the Dominic Calvert-Lewin uh, penalty. Then on a set piece, Lester ties it up. Then Everton have... By the way. Yeah. So you and you scored on the correct goal. <laughs> yeah. How about that? That shows how fucking shambolic y'all are. And honestly, you deserve to go down for it. <laughs> Assisted by uh, Boutface. <laughs> fucking hell. It's like... The center backs Mel, combined. We might need a second go out song on injury time. <laughs> it, uh, it'll be called, uh, it's by a band called Power Man 5000, and it's called When Worlds Collide. <laughs> because <laughs> fucking hell. The head's it's, exploding. Yeah. That marks the end of days. Kiss your loved ones, ladies and gentlemen. Vout Face and Soyuncu had a positive offensive. Uh, oh. Um, what's the word? I'm having a massive brain I, fart. I don't know. No, it's a very uh, contribution. Yes. So, uh, wow. It's not a brain fart. It's a tailor. <laughs> it's not. It's not a stroke either. A actually, one, you one. know what it is? It's fucking Sayunchu and Valface combining for a goal. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I can't oh, do it. Combining for a goal, not on their end of the pitch. <laughs> then, but here's Holy the thing. Fuck. So after they make it level. Uh, Iverson for the, the the keeper for Leicester had five saves. Four of them kept the ball out of the net. One of them was Dwight McNeil hits a ball where he's falling the wrong way, throws up his hand, knocks it away. And then here's the crazy one. Ball comes into Calvert-Lewin, who is literally sitting in the middle of inside the six, right in the middle of the goal. Doesn't turn his foot right, kicks it right at Iverson, who is to the left of him, right? So all he had to do was turn his foot enough to kick it straight because he was no, like, just net right there. All he had to do was touch it in. But he kicks it at Iverson. The ball comes out. Ball goes the other direction. Boom, boom, boom. Vardy, back of the net. How's your fucking father? Like that. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And Jamie Vardy will do that to you. Then... Lester, right at the end of the first half, get a penalty. Get the fucking rave on, son. <laughs> Pickford with the save. They show his water bottle with all of the fucking ways that those guys shoot. Madison, 60% down the middle. He did a jump, stayed in the middle, shot it right at him, knocked it down. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. Into the second half. Then... Oh, oh, and by the way, before the end of that half, Vardy puts one off the post, right? Into the second half, Vardy has one cleared off the line by Tarkovsky. Then, Awobi scores, and they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then, right at the end of the game, DeCorey has an open shot outside the 18. Ball gets past uh, face at the 6. That's when Iverson saw it. 
makes a save to the lower fucking 90s, knocks it off the post, goes wide. I mean, this was two teams that threw... Properly going at it, yeah. It, this was... A draw isn't good enough. We are going to throw it. It's one of at you. It's one of those two. It's one of those games where it feels like both teams should have gotten three points. It was like it's not fair that they only get one each because it was that entertaining. It was a phenomenal match, and as an Everton supporter, I can look across the pitch and go, "You guys deserve to win just as much as we deserve yeah, that's to what I'm win." Saying, yeah. It was. A phenomenal match. And that match makes me kind of think right now because I know the next two games for Everton are probably L's at Brighton and home to City. But then I look at the end of the schedule and go at Wolves with nothing to play for and home to the Cherries. And I'm like... With nothing to play for because I I feel like they're safe now too. We don't need... We don't need six points. We need... Two. One. Yeah, fair. Probably one. one. If Leeds does not beat West Ham, we need one point. One yeah. point because you're level we'll be, on points, aren't you? We'll be at that one point would make us level on points. And again, well, the question is going to be: Is does Forrest get out of it? Three, three points equals a fucking. That's the the question: like, is, Does Forrest get out yeah. of it? And I don't think they will either. I don't, I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. Yeah, it just, um, but I, I I can't look it up because I'm too focused on what I what I want to say, Mel. If you'll un- kindly unmute to help with this hard-hitting analysis that your husband gave uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard him, but he said that Everson had five saves, mm-hmm. four of which kept the ball out of the back of the net. Well, what that fifth save I was right at him. Like, right at him. I'm talking about, like, the legit goal definition scoring. of a save is that right. it kept it out of the back of the right. head. <laughs> yes. Or it would have been a save. It would have been a goal. Yeah, I'm talking I'm, about I'm, four I'm of checking, them. I'm checking the dictionary, and um, <laughs> yes, Graham, it appears you are correct. Saves inherently uh, where the ball doesn't stay out of the net are called goals. By the way, uh, Houston, uh-huh. uh, Jay Blankenship. I couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. Was very concerned about your uh, quote stress test today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Did, I, I, did they did they teach all those fancy terms in, in goalkeeping school? Yeah, exactly. The saves stay out back in net. No. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Problem's not the stress test. I passed the stress test. It was the cath exam, which I failed miserably. Sure money. I don't care again. <laughs> Once again, though, it is Villa's fault. So I wrote, I am looking at Villa with the same smug-ass face Bruno Fernandes did after his goal. <laughs> I'm down $3,300. I've been in a single bet all season. Uh-huh. I'm fucked. Um, I don't have to put anything in the cup. Because I hit with my goal explosion and both of my victories, <laughs> and I'm only down $1,252. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 15.625% of the time, Mr. Graham. Works 100% of the time. <laughs> Five more right than you, my good friend. Five more right than you. I am going to go ahead, continue with a little bit of my Liverpool play, but the odds aren't very good. Um, So I'm going to do a three-leg parlay of favorites. Liverpool over Brentford, 
United over West Ham and City over Leeds at plus 257. Hopefully I can get myself below $1,000 in the hole this week. Imagine bragging being at 15%. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Better than zero. (laughs) True. True. Not much. Yeah. It sucks for me. 15% better than zero. <laughs> it sucks for me. Why? What a what a loser. Um, no, he is going to bed, but I do have a message from him. Uh, he forgot to mention that he called out of work after last Thursday. Friday! <laughs> and he has it with uh, all the I's and all the A's on, on that one. R- real, real quick, just for everybody watching, let me show you my surprised face. He said, <laughs> worth it. It fucking poured rain all day. <laughs> That would be That's my surprise funny. face. So do we have an email from him? Then? Yes, we do have an email from him, and I will read it out as soon as I get his intro yeah. played by our producer. He's Who's supposed to be pushing play- buttons. Still playing with her phone. He's not pushing buttons. Yeah. <laughs> buttons. And now, yeah. it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It Away. Don't her throw your arms in the air like it was a victory. <laughs> That's not a victory. That's not I a found- win. I found the button. You know uh, what that meme was? That's the meme of the guy spraying champagne on his face, but he's in 10th place. Yeah, exactly. On the stairs. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, woo! I did it. No. Her Majesty was texting me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Pat writes in, well, that corner's bet got off to a great start and then crashed and burned almost as big as the Hindenburg. He hit it on the end, though. Or he just rock after the those middle. gay Bud Light cans. Yeah, he hit the first one, missed in the middle, and hit the last one because it was over nine and a half in the uh, in the Leicester uh, Everton match. Yeah. Uh, so this week, I'm taking three games, risking only $100. First is a midweek match. I'll take Arsenal over Chelsea. Then on to the weekend, I'll take a draw in the Tottenham Palace game, plus 300. And Arsenal again over Newcastle, plus 175. Thanks, Dick. Um, short and sweet email this week because I took off uh, enough. I took enough. I took off enough of all's. Wow. Words are fun. No, his words are fun. I'm not saying your words are fun. Short and sweet email this week because I took off enough of your all's time last Thursday. Oh, your all's, like y'all's. Yeah. Who writes y'all's out? We're from Maryland. Who writes y'all's out? Nashville Toffees. And if y'all know your history. Yeah, exactly. No one writes y'all out anymore. You guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you next Monday. All right, buddy. There we go. Brought it back home. (laughs) What about your bet, Mr. Graham? Uh, Reading that was a lot like reading my notes this week. It was bad. spaces and words that don't need spaces. (laughs) Random letters. I wrote, but Brentford proved too much, but B-V-U-T, but... But what? <laughs> There's a lot of fucked up that's shit like here. like me trying to read show titles at the end of a recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just the random shit you write. <laughs> All right, so sticking to my word, I'm going for broke. Mm-hmm. Either I'm going to win both the Premier League and betting, or I'll win neither. Got it. I'm going whoever's playing City, 
I'm betting for them. <laughs> West Ham to win for a hundred bucks. There we go. What's Plus the- twelve hundred. There you go. Go I like for that it. Logic. I like that a lot. Yeah. So either I win it all or I win not all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Subscribe to Samazon. <laughs> Is this a good time to plug Patreon? <laughs> yeah. Patreon.com forward slash DU football show to sign up for all of your fun extracurriculars. I love it. Ooh. Fucking go for it. I, I like where your head I'm is. Going Mr. For broke. I like where your head is. Yep. That's so exciting. I'm picking whoever is playing City for the rest of the season. Now, should I win one or two of them and I come close? Let me revisit this. <laughs> nah, I won't. I'm dumb enough. Now, I'd like to say we're all winning, but you know what? Even the chicken's <laughs> losing, too. Well, Kitty missed on her bet and sits at 16 and 17. So this week, I I gave Kitty Liverpool hosting Fulham. Now, Kitty showed me a recent, recent Instagram post of her backstage with Jimmy Carragher. Jamie Carragher. Jimmy Carragher? (laughs) What did I say? You said Jimmy Carragher. Okay. <laughs> if she's doing hooked on phonics, car hooked on phonics, <laughs> car ragger does work. Y'all sound like the DMX version of Reading Rainbow. Is, is that the one y'all watched? Come on. So Kitty showed me a re- recent Instagram post of her backstage with JC for the Champions League coverage. Now. Jamie is a boyhood toffee, but his career has been as a red, and, well, she picks Liverpool to win this weekend. Very good. I may not be able to pronounce Carragher. Carragher? <laughs> Just go for it. Carragher? Mm-hmm. Carragher Beaks? You know what Jamie would tell oh you? Oh, my God. That's the fucking That's the most end. pitiful thing. Hey, but you know what I can pronounce? Jamie would tell you to do the following. Huh? Gamble legally and responsibly. Damn it. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no. Oh, the shit we'll never hear. <laughs> Mel may get relegated <laughs> after that performance. <laughs> Where's Carson at? <laughs> Telling me what to eat. <laughs> He's busy coming up with a nutrition plan. You know, that's how it works. What is it, salmon and snow? Fucking Viking, I ain't listening <laughs> to that shit. <laughs> what do you want me to eat, oysters? Get the fuck out. <laughs> We're losing our producer. She's done. She's done. <laughs> I'd rather have Jan produce the fucking show. <laughs> Bring us home, Mr. Graham. Uh, (laughs) All right, so Millwall uh, started the weekend off with a 3-2 win over Blackpool. And Burnley confirming their championship uh, champions status with a 2-1 win over Bristol City. Coventry 2-0 over Birmingham Hull. uh, And Swansea played to a meth-ridden 1-1 draw. (laughs) Reading and Wigan played to a very kind 1-1 draw. Because mm-hmm. their cities don't do meth. Um, Sheffield United 4-1 over Preston. QPR 1-0 over Stoke. Sunderland 2-2 with Watford. West Brom 2-1 over Notch. 
on Sunday, Huddersfield 2-1 over Cardiff, which is huge. Big. Today, you had Rotherham beating Borough 1-0 and Blackburn drawing Luton 1-1. Oh, Rotherham, that made them safe. Yes. So that has your table looking something sexy Mm -hmm. because there's a lot going on in the playoff hunt and a lot going on in the relegation battle. Well, one thing going on in the relegation battle, but it's, it's, it's like Mel. It's a lot going on over there. It's it's a lot riding on it. <laughs> yeah, say that. there is. Um, but Monday at 10 a.m., so 3 p.m. English time, mm-hmm. all uh, uh, of the championship games kick off. Right. So you should tune in to one in particular uh, mm-hmm. if you don't follow any club. And I would say that's Huddersfield Reading, in my opinion, and watch the Warlock do his magic and keep Huddersfield in the league and send Reading crashing down. Well, unless, unless somehow... Uh, Huddersfield gets a point against um, Sheffield on Thursday. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. they could. If they they do point, play. Yeah, safe. that's right. It's over. They're they safe. do have a game in hand. I'm seeing that here. Yeah, you're right. But they also, if they lose, right, one nil, a one nil win for Reading, that final game of the season would keep Reading up on goals scored. Yeah, they're they would be level on points, level on goal differential. Goals scored would be the tiebreaker. Would breaker. put would be They'd the tiebreaker. Third yeah. tiebreaker. That's dope. Fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, top Bur- of the table. Talk about the top of the table too. Burnley's champions easily ninety eight points. They're ten points clear with only a game to play. So even Sheffield United's uh, game in hand plus the last game of the season is not going to be able to see them overtake them. Uh, however, Sheffield safe. Sheffield United is promoted as well, confirmed, um, because Luton, Middlesbrough, Coventry, and Millwall all only have one game left to play, and they are a minimum of nine points ahead of those behind them. Mm-hmm. I think I misspoke last week, uh, and I just doubled 24. <laughs> right. <laughs> said there was four games left. Yeah. There's not. Uh, there there's is one. There's one. One. Two for some teams. <laughs> Sorry. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Luton is uh in the first playoff position in third place on 79 points. You have Middlesbrough in fourth, so they're guaranteed to be in the playoffs. Luton. Middlesbrough guaranteed to be in the playoffs. No problem there. Here's where it gets interesting. Coventry's on 69. Mil- on in fifth. Millwall occupies the last playoff spot. In sixth on 68. Sunderland are in seventh on 66. West Brom in uh, eighth on 66. And Blackburn is all but done because of their goal differential. They're also in on 66 points with a minus three. So that sets up a situation where if Cardiff were to lose, right, but Sunderland say win and West Brom both win by like four or five goals each, six goals each, something like that, Mm -hmm. they could both leapfrog both teams in front of them. Yep. So there's a lot happening here and could set up a very exciting final day of the season. They are all also on 45 games. Yep. So they only have that that last game game to play for. That's exactly right. Um, Sunderland uh, has a better goal differential than Millwall in sixth. Uh, West Brom has only a goal. They're only a goal back in goal differential from Millwall in sixth. Mm-hmm. So a win for either one of those coupled with a Millwall loss would see them go go over, but it has to be a win. A win 
and a Millwall draw will see either of those clubs jump. Blackburn needs all three of those clubs to lose because of their goal differential. Because if Millwall were to draw and finish on 69 points, Blackburn would also finish on 69 points but have a worse goal differential than everybody else Mm -hmm. unless they won by some ridiculous fucking margin, which won't happen. Yep. It is all to fucking play for and very Monday's gonna be fucking awesome it's gonna be a lot of fun Monday's gonna be a really fucking awesome it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's beautiful because they all play early and the Prem plays late yeah so you can catch both if you're uh, if you you got a little uh, free time on Monday and you're gonna be a good football day it's gonna be a good football day great fucking football day um, and then, of course, we'll get into the playoffs when they come up because they're always a joy uh, seeing, you know, the emotion and the, and the fun. Um, but what I wanted to say was QPR uh, had a game. Um, I can't remember who it was against, though, but it was somebody else in the championship this past weekend. Uh, who did I say they lost to 1-0? I don't recall. Or did I? Scores. Let's find it because it's important. Um, it's important for a bad reason. QPR and Stoke is who it was. Uh, <laughs> QPR won one nil. I'm going to read you some statistics in this game real fast. Stoke had 80 percent possession. <laughs> they had two shots on target from six total shots. Uh, all four of QPR shots were on target. They only had 20 percent of the ball. The XG, which everybody loves to harp on about, right? Right. The XG for <clears throat> QPR was 0.2 mm-hmm. the xg for stoke i guess the chances they created weren't very good the xg was 0.0 after having 80 percent of the ball <laughs> it literally statistically was the worst game of football ever played <laughs> going back to the invention of football championship gonna championship man that is exactly how it works it is fantastic all right that's gonna wrap it up boys and girls uh sammy any parting words i don't think so watch footy on monday man it's gonna be fucking great monday's gonna be brilliant um monday's gonna be brilliant yeah and all the lower leagues will be done by uh tuesday just be careful don't uh don't pull your hamstring celebrating somebody's face (laughs) like jurgen klopp did to the fourth official the other day uh uh, Mel, anything from the bevy of listeners? Yes. Um, Taylor has a lot to say. Uh, he always does. Uh, going back to the very beginning, I'm not going to repeat that joke about uh, him being a vaginal martini fan, but I will say <laughs> that as far as Graham's hair flows down over his ears, can he do the Princess Leia earbud thing yet? I think I can. Not, I mean, it's not going to be over my ears, but I think I can get it wrapped properly. You know what happened the other day? Mm-hmm. Actually, I got a little drunk playing video games with Dave Saturday, I think it was. And um, he Let me got guess. Off, Rocket League? Yeah, it was Rocket League. He got off the phone, and I had this, this one chunk like this was just kind of hanging out with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I decided to braid it. Okay. You decided. I did, and I I can braid. I have two daughters. Did you put beads in it? And no, like go I d- actually didn't have an extra hair tie or anything. Cause alcohol, and I didn't have anything small enough to um, wrap around the tip of it. Mm-hmm. Just the tip. So, which is Scout why I have three kids. Sweet. <laughs> so, 
So what I did was, is I just braided it real tight and it stayed for like probably, probably three quarters of it. It stayed the bottom mm-hmm. kind of frayed a little bit and mm-hmm. opened up, but I didn't tell anybody cause everybody was asleep already, obviously. And then I get, um, I get upstairs, I go to bed, I wake up. And the first thing my wife says to me in the morning was, did you, did you braid your hair there? <laughs> I was like, yeah. What's it to you? That was it. Great parting words. Hairstyling techniques by Sam Graham. Um, It's also very hard to do in the mirror, by the way. I got very confused as whether I was going up or down. All right. Well, again, thanks so much for joining us. Next up is injury time. We're going to talk about our adopted clubs. Really only one adopted club. We're going to uh, kind of talk about fantasy because the week isn't over yet. And we're going to preview the week's action. Should somebody want to check out injury time, Sam, how do they go about doing it? One more time for it. It's patreon.com forward slash do football show and just sign up to that one $5 tier. You get both of our extra shows. Sound check, which is our actual sound check. Today we talked about levels in our headphones and um, catching up from the week and then injury time, which Sam already discussed. Uh, and then make sure you visit the drip chat because it's a good time. Uh, buying stuff of ours. Already covered all the bases. Till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye. 